some interesting people are Geminis. Biggie, Tupac, Angelina Jolie, Johnny Depp, John F. Kennedy, Marilyn Monroe. Are Geminis typically known for being very creative? What they're known for is argumentation. They love to take the opposite side of any conversation. The chart does not tell you uh, that you have to do this. You have free will. You can either develop yourself. What the chart says is this is the best way through a process of growth and development. Are you somebody who believes in God? To me, God is the cosmos. We're living in God. It's important for people to use astrology for what it's worth. Uh, it's a guide. It is not a directive. You know, you read in the Bible that we are made in the image of God. It's too human. It's too vindictive. It wants to punish you if you do something wrong. There's nothing about learning except to obey, obey, obey. It's not so much about you succeeding or not succeeding. It's about being the best you that you can be. So my guest today, you know, some of you guys may say, Pat, what is it with you in astrology? Well, you know, for the longest time, I ran an insurance company. I've got 18, 19,000 licensed agents. And every time I meet people, I ask them, when's your birthday? When's your birthday? When's your birthday? When's your birthday? And in my mind, I'm trying to figure out if there's a formula for it. So Mario said, Pat, since you always ask everybody about their birthdays, let's go get somebody who can educate us a little bit more and see if there's some credibility behind this astrology. And today... My guest, Ray Couture, has been an astrologist for nearly 50 years. There's an interview with him where I think 14, 15 people come up. And by talking to them for like a minute, he has to guess what, they, what sign it is. And that video got 14 million views on Cut Channel. If you've not seen it, we'll put the link below as well. But with that being said, Ray, thank you so much for being a guest on Valuetainment. Uh, thanks for having me. Appreciate being here. Yes. Yeah, so, so, Ray, what, what gets you to wake up one day and says, I want to be an astrologist? How does that happen? Well, we share a certain common uh, background. I was in the military for quite a while. And, um, you know, uh, after I got out of the military, it was kind of like a weird place. You know, you, you know what it feels like. You discharge and you're out there trying to figure out, well, how do people in the real world work? You know, <laughs> mm -hmm. So uh, I, I uh, ended up uh, in a coffee house someplace after I got discharged. And I met this guy and he started telling me more about myself than he ought to know. And I asked how he did it and he said astrology. And I looked at him and I said, man, you gotta be crazy. I've been, you know, been pushed around by government regulations back and forth to CO this way and uh, some of, you know, all of that kind of stuff. I don't wanna be pushed around by balls of gas and rocks in the sky telling me how to live my life. And he says, well, okay, fine. You don't wanna do it. But here's the, here's the kick. This was a coffee house. And this guy was surrounded by beautiful young women. And after a while, I said to myself, you know, I got to get in on that because he's got something going on. <laughs> so I sat at the table and I noticed that everybody was really interested in astrology. So uh, here and there, I would say a few dumb things, you know. And he said, hey, man, I'm going to give you a list of books. You go get them and we'll, we'll work together. I looked at him. I said, you're crazy enough to be right. So I went in and did that. And within a couple of years, we were teaching classes together. Wow. And I, I view him uh, as the person who gave me the opportunity to take it from the sky, put it in everyday language, people's uh, way of living and understanding in common ways rather than some big esoteric kind of woo -woo place, you know. Astrology is a real thing. He said, look, 
people think astrology is all about what's out there, you know, the big, you're in it. You're a part of it. You're a product of it. So he taught me how to do that. And then I got involved with people who were um, pretty much um, the leaders in, in the astrological community for many, many years and um, got into radio, did an awful lot of that kind of stuff and did astrological work from there. So that, that's how I got started. Very interesting. On, on, and, and how does that become a career? Is it just teaching courses? I mean, how, how do you monetize that career as an astrologist? Well, you know, my focus um, was not so much on monetizing. My focus was on what in the world was going on and how could I figure out what it was? Because I felt over time, after learning more and more about my own astrological configuration, that I needed to be uh, providing service. And the service I needed to provide was some kind of guidance. That's the way my astrology is set up. So I monetized that in terms of doing astrological counseling, doing life coaching, if you will, you know, every once in a while, uh, probably even happened to you a number of times. I know it did when you were a kid. Um, the, the business is people get confused or something happens and it's not part of their plan. It's not part of anything that they are, are doing or believe in and they don't know what's going on. So they find out about me somehow. These days, it's not hard to find out about me, but you know, 40 years ago, I'm, I was toiling in, in the backwoods, you know, just sticking like you did. I dedicated myself and I always ask myself, what more can I? What more can I learn? How can I get better? How can not so much be better than the next guy? Because that's a place where you and I probably have a difference of opinion. You know, you're, you're, you're involved in developing yourself in the context of competition. I'm developing myself and my clients in the context of cooperation. And I am as well, but I'm very competitive, but I still would like to cooperate with you as well. Well, we're going to do it. Okay. Sounds good. Wonderful. Sounds good. So, so look for me. Yeah, you know, I give you a very funny story. So one day I bring my uh, 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 one of my analysts, my senior analyst, in, and I bring my uh, director of finance. I said, I want you guys to run a report for me. They said, What report? And I've asked for a lot of weird reports over the year, but this one was the ultimate weird report to them. I said, I want you to take my top earners who are making over, put the number, quarter million. Then I said, try it at half a million, try it at 100,000, try it at 50,000. I want to report to see what sign makes the most money, okay? And I said, I just, and, and then the report came back. I said, you got to be kidding me. This sign makes the most money, you know? And the way I ran it, I ran it based on months. I didn't run it based on signs, you know, because sign is a little bit different, but there was a trend. So the biggest thing to me was trends and then, you know, uh, uh, I started looking at these trends. I said, why do, why, why do April babies do so well? Is it because they put a lot of pressure on themselves to make sure they get the job done in areas they work in a different way and Virgos are perfectionists. And why are they, why is it like they have the perfect cut hair, everything? And why is it that Libras are good at reasoning and the way they work? And why is it that I've always gotten along with an Aquarius in my life? I've never had a moment that I've not gotten along with an Aquarius except for maybe Lucius Prescott, Lu Lucian, him and I didn't get along, but everybody else I got along with. So the question I have for you is, when was the moment for you when you get in? Because, you know, when you say astrology, 
if you say astrology to a Christian person, they're like, I don't believe in it. I don't even want to think about it. I don't even want to, you know, a lot of religious people are like, don't even bring it up to me. And right. some people are like, I don't believe in this. It's fake. It's not this. It's just a bunch of BS. But to me, I've seen, look, 20 years I've been following this stuff. I've seen a little bit that there's something there. What formulas early on did you see, Ray, that you were kind of like, wow, this makes a lot of sense. Was there like a moment for you where you said there's a lot of uh, trends that I'm noticing? There, there may be more credibility here than I thought before I met this man. I think a word, word that happened to me um, was when I um, got involved in being a radio producer and interviewer. Um, everything that I felt prior to that had to do with me not really being good enough to do any of that kind of stuff. I had that kind of opinion. And it wasn't even just that. It was, I wasn't interested. I preferred the, the hands-on elbow, elbow bumps, hugs, and contact with people. But then I discovered, uh, uh, you see, um, from everything that I'd been told, I'm a Sagittarius. And that explains something to me about why I was always really feeling weird about people being negative around me, always pointing out all the things that could go wrong and all that. So I started talking to people um, uh, in that same coffee house who uh, were associated with the University of California at Berkeley. And uh, they introduced me to some of these people in radio and they said, oh, you're the voice we need. And I said, no, 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 I'm not. And then I found out that at the very moment that this was happening, there was an eclipse happening on the same degree that my uh, moon was. I have a moon in Leo. Uh, you and I get along on Leo because everything you told me about yourself, uh, I have it right here. You're, you're in all intent and purpose, I think you're Leo rising. I know you got a Jupiter in Leo, but we won't go there yet because you want to know more about what, what that happened. So that moment, I realized that I, all of my fears had been undercut and I found myself in front of a microphone interviewing some people that in, in my estimation uh, were above my station. But I walked in there and I just did what I did because I didn't care about all of that kind of stuff. I just cared about talking about the truth and about the positivity and about the direction and about higher consciousness, spirituality, religion, all that kind of stuff. And astrology then just kept on telling me day after day, you're in the right place, Ray. Just give up on forget, uh, feeling uh, comfortable or inadequate. And um, God, the cosmos, the source or whatever, put me there. So I need to do uh, what it is that feels good to me. And I always felt really, really good when an idea of mine would light up somebody's eyes and say, oh, gee, I never thought of that. So that was um, a way for me to continuously feel that I, I was doing the right thing. It wasn't me trying to run away from reality. I mean, I, I was brought up a Catholic, although I never really practiced it so much. Um, it was pretty, pretty difficult to do that, um, especially <laughs> the family that I had was uh, Catholic, but uh, nobody ever went to church and uh, everybody was in everybody else's face about one thing or another. So my answer to that was, hey, mom, want to go in the Air Force? Okay. She said, sure. 
Day before that, I asked to go in the Boy Scouts. She said it was too. <laughs> said it was too dangerous. Boy Scout, no, but Air Force is fine. <laughs> Boy Scout, too dangerous. Said, oh, camping out in the woods like that—that's dangerous, man. <laughs> but can you go in the Air Force? Wow. So, so keep going. I'm listening. Well, that—that's basically uh, that's basically just taking me back to the psychology of this guy who. Uh, was in the military. Um. But did you have an epiphany? Did you have a moment where you're like, listen, because to me, I'm not solving for 100%. And I think you are, you are, you, you aren't as well. Maybe you may be, meaning uh, you can 100% of the time guess what someone's sign is and say, well, this is what it is. Because when you sit there and think about signs, you know, like if I look at the, in my business and I'll say, I have seven cancers, they're earners, okay? Different background, one has a degree, one doesn't have a degree. Parents, religion, you know, upbringing, dad was there, dad wasn't there, you know, major setback in teens, major setback in 20s, you know, uh, then a bad relationship, a bad, you know, betrayal, you know, all of that religious beliefs, all of that stuff kind of makes up who we are. But the foundation, would you say the foundation is still? Our sign based on where you believe as somebody that's been doing this for 50 years, what would you say would be the foundation of my DNA, my individual as who I am, Patrick B. David? Well, I'll give you, I'll give you a, a little bit of an insight to the way I, I talk to a person. They, they ask, they're coming to me with the same question, whether they actually ask it or not. I say, look, at the moment that um, your body takes the first breath, you got to understand you're not your body. Your body is something a mother made. And while it's in the womb, it's a water breathing creature. Even has gills, breathes, drinks, works with amniotic fluid. Mother puts it out into the room, can't breathe. Got a traumatic experience already, gets whacked on the bottom, goes like that. Well, what comes in with the breath? Almost like a Trojan horse, that air carries your spiritual DNA. And that is the that the, the, the way the solar system is at the moment. And it comes into, you, uh, into your body that way. And the reason that that, that that is the case for everybody is because, you know, the moon goes around the earth and you have this, uh, let's borrow from quantum physics, whole idea of the wave state of the moon is its orbit. It makes uh, the earth a yoke, it becomes the womb of the solar system. And so everything that is going on in the solar system is solar system manifesting, creating all kinds of versions of itself. And that's because if you look at what the uh, uh, cosmologists have been saying for the last 20, 30 years, the cosmos seems to be attempting to become aware of itself. And that means that it seems to be fine-tuned to create life. So it has a sense of being alive. So if, if the cosmos is alive in that way, the solar system is alive in that way because it's a part of it. So the solar system is comprised of the sun and the sun is 99.86% of the mass of the solar system. So that means a very, very small amount for all the rest of it. So the sun is the creator, if you will, or the animator and the planets are like the genes. They're like the organs of the solar system. So the solar system is you. At the time you were born, the solar system becomes you. 
and me when me. But it's the same solar system, produce the same sun in the sky when you were born and I was born. So when people start talking about this woo-woo stuff, we're all one, there is a cosmological reality to that. So the foundation is when you take your first breath, that path you're on, whatever is rising. So you've been on this path of Leo rising. You've been challenging yourself from the day you were born. And in your experiences coming out of Iran and in the whole idea of being um, a refugee and so forth, what you saw in those years from seven to 12, 13 and 14, man, you know, you were not, really satisfied with that's good you are upset and you took that upset and decided i'm getting out of there and i'm going to find a way out of there and around 10 or 12 the whole circumstance ar arrived total confusion on your part as to what was happening all of a sudden you found yourself in the united states and you looked at the united states and you heard what they're saying and said you can be anybody you want here you said, that's for me. I, I know what I want to be because I know what I have been. And I have been lost and poor and angry. No more. Nobody's going to push me around ever again. And on top of that, I've got something to offer. And I want to work to serve and help people. That's my whole deal. I'm here to help people. And the only way I can do that, according to your chart, is to learn and learn and learn. And I can't, at the time, when you started thinking this way, I can't afford to go to university anymore. Well, okay, I'll bring them to me. I'll bring these teachers to me rather than me having to pay bucks, or all kinds of money to just go hear what I think I already know. So that's a short version of, of how your, your path is going. Now, you know, I'm October 18th. I'm a Libra. I was born October 18th. October 18, 1978, yep. the, sun is, the sun is in the last 10 degrees of Libra. And what follows that is one, two, three, four planets in Scorpio, the investigator. The guy is going to get into and find out what makes it all tick. I want to know why this works. That's crazy. I understand it. Not only that, but I hope that it changes my financial situation what i learn or it can change my values it can can even I, I i even want to believe in something believe it or not i want to believe in something please give me something to believe in and the end result was i believe in me that's the driver but to me that you are is an aspect of this thing called the cosmos which is you must call god if you want to call it something you know, there's all kinds of concepts of God among um, people of the world. You, you can go from Islam to Buddhism. You can go from Buddhism to, uh, you, you name it, right? But what you have is nobody really knows. Um, but you end up having to feel it. And in your case, you know, the whole business of how you you were able to transcend things was because of the way that you felt about your family background and upbringing and everything you were hit 24 5 6 and you were unhappy clearly about 
how your mom and dad were doing whatever they were doing and all the experiences and you were upset. So you said, okay, uh, I'm gonna get out of this and I'm gonna develop myself. So, I mean, uh, I don't know <laughs> where you wanna go from there, but- I mean, it's like you, 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 you uh, psychoanalyzed all of that. Uh, Ray, Ray, do you believe in God yourself? Are you somebody who believes in God? Well, I'm looking at the sky and I'm saying to myself, that's the fabric of God. Do you think there was a creator, like a creator that put all this together, you know? Well, I mean, uh, that creator is still creating and that creator is the cosmos and you are a part of the cosmos. So at the deepest level, you're an aspect of God. But the God of the Christians and the and Islam and Judaism is too small. It's too vindictive. It's too human. You know, you read in the Bible that um, we are made in the image of God. The reality, I believe, is that God, the Christians have created, they've, they've created. It's their imagination of what it is. And I think that's wonderful, but it is too human. It's, it's too vindictive. It wants to punish you if you do something wrong and so forth. There's nothing about learning except to obey, 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 obey. Now for you know 10,000 years, uh, Saturn in the sky was considered to be um, the furthest out planet you could see with your naked eye in those 10,000 years. These kinds of authoritarian points of view, uh, whether it's religion, spirituality, or politics, uh, it's a top-down. The best example is the pharaoh. People in those days lived hardly ever past 40, 45, and ancient by that time. And the pharaoh was supposed to be a god that fell from the sky to help humanity. And humanity in return was supposed to provide him a trip back to the sky. Well, that's what the pyramid was for. And people were dedicated to building that pyramid for when the Pharaoh, Pharaoh dies, puts in the sarcophagus in the king's chamber, there is a shaft of light that comes from an opening that's strategically placed where a certain star, in some cases, you know, could be Deneb or any other kind of star, but this specific star that was supposed to then hit that sarcophagus and bring the Pharaoh back to his position as a star in the cosmos. So we have all kinds of ideas and fantasies and I, um, stories about why we're here and what we're supposed to do. So what I found in astrology is that's the closest thing I've ever seen that explains how God works. So I look, I look at, uh, I look at the, the pattern of uh, the solar system, the, yep. the spiritual DNA. And each of these planets, you know, have a specific function, you know? Um, Mercury, for instance. Oh, I wanna go back just for a moment to what you said about all these cancers you have. You, yep. know, why, you know why you have them? Why? They have this powerful thing called image-making power, imagination. They're bonkers on the inside. You never know what you're going to come up with. But God, sometimes the stuff that comes up, boy, you monetize that in an instant. Boom, there it is. You don't have to go through development. Cancer is ruled by the moon, and the moon is the development, the internal process of 
developing who you are. So these guys are, are really always popping out something that could grow, you know, and some of it needs more watering than others. They're nurturers. They will take care uh, of each other. They'll take care of anybody that's working with them. Uh, they're, they're fine, great, great uh, people in, in that respect. So, so go, going back to what you just said, because you just took me to a whole different uh, conversation. I got a bunch of other things I want to follow up on. But uh, so, so do, do you tie yourself to a denomination? Just are you, would you say, you know, I consider myself non-denomination, atheist, agnostic, Catholic, or no, I, 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 I believe more in the Zodiac than I believe in a God. Well, uh, I, I, I believe in the Zodiac. And I am a Buddhist. Okay. Okay. So that's, and by the way, I, I always say, if I wasn't a Christian, I'd be a Buddhist. If I wasn't a Christian, yeah, I always say, if I wasn't a Christian, I would be a Buddhist. So then, then this takes me to the next part, because I think it's fair to say, did you actually end up going to UC Berkeley, or you just were by the coffee shop around UC Berkeley? Oh, I was just around the coffee shop. Okay. Right? I got it. Before I got into the, in the Air Force. Okay. Got it. So... You know, I think it's fair to say the last 18 months have been very divisive in America. I had a friend of mine that came yesterday, one of my advisors, very good friend, his uh, husband and wife were here, and we had lunch at this local uh, uh, fish spot in Boca, and uh, I said, you guys have been around longer than I have. I've only been in America since November 28, 1990, which is 30 years plus two months, right? So you guys have been in America for a long time, and everything else with me for the history of America is based on books I've read, or I've watched a debate between Nixon and Kennedy, or I went and studied FDR, or I went and studied what happened, but it's not, I wasn't in the heat of the moment and following it, right? And politics was probably not nothing, not something I was interested in until the last 12, 15 years. That's when I really said, I wanna know more. So, you know, I have friends who are Democrats. I have friends who are Republicans. I have friends who are independent. I have friends who are libertarians. And you sit down with a Democrat he can convince you that what he believes in is 100% right. You can sit down with a Republican, he can convince you he's 100% right. You can sit down with an independent, she can convince you she's 100% right. Same with a libertarian. How much is, of this is the truth or your truth based on your wiring, your zodiac? I don't know if you know what I'm asking or not. Like, do, uh, does our zodiac sign and the way we're born, we automatically are politically Republican or Democrat or independent? Is there some uh, uh, trends and patterns between those? Well, I mean, you're asking if uh, truth is relative or not. You know, relative truth. I mean, uh, I, I am uh, I am convinced that um, uh, the solar system uh, and astrology. Uh, are a very good way for people to understand what is going on with them and what their life is about and what the best uh, best way for them to be is. The astrology uh, moment of birth uh, creates this chart, you know, um, and, and the point is that the chart does not tell you uh, that you have to do this. You have free will. You can either develop yourself what the chart says is this is the best way. This is, if you do this in a way that is clear and increases your consciousness and awareness and so forth, everything that you do will fall into line and it's the best way for you to go. But people, um, whether they're Republicans, Democrats or independents or Buddhists or Catholics, they're going to go according to how they feel 
And that is going to be determined by the conditioning of their first 14 years in their life. The conditioning. That, that gives them an idea of who they are in a sense based on how they either fit or don't fit and what they're told they're going to have to do and so forth. But, you know, the idea that you're, that you're bringing up is that every one of these people in one way or another has found their way to what they believe in according to how they are responding to the circumstances that they develop. But there's so many different levels that you, that, you, that you have in a human being. You know, everybody operates, first of all, on the biological level. And gradually, socially, you become a sociocultural character. You're playing a participant. You get married. You do these things. You have children and all that. And then all of a sudden, in some not all of a sudden, but through a process of growth and development, you then become an individual who looks at society and says, uh, I'm, I'm going to get out of that section, I'm going to do this. And then beyond that, you become completely successful. You make tens of millions and billions of dollars and you still feel empty. There's still something that you need to do. And that's where you begin to understand the concept of feeling the divinity calling within you to God. But to me, God is the cosmos. We're living in God. We are a part of God. We are a thought of God. These cosmologists of today are basically saying that um, the cosmos um, is a great thought. I, so I ask you that question for a reason. The reason why I ask that question is because, so, you know, I, uh, I like data. I'm a big data guy. Data tells a story, right? If I pull up data, I can learn a lot about anything data. If I'm running a business, say I'm uh, selling uh, alcohol, okay? Run my dates on what day I sell what the most. And then I'll say, okay, I see a trend. December, such and such. Wow, people drink a lot on Thanksgiving Day. And, you know, stats showing that Thanksgiving Eve is the, the highest drinking day of the, the year. Um, by the way, I, I, that's actually a factual statement uh, and research I've seen, right? So, okay. So I, while you're talking, I go online and I say, what are the most common zodiac signs to believe in God? And what comes up is it says three zodiac signs who are most likely to become atheists. Okay. Capricorn, Virgo, Taurus. Okay. Then I go and pull up uh, uh, to prepare for the interview. I'm like, you know what? I'm curious. What zodiac sign have we had the most presidents with? Used to be 5'5". Five, five. I'm sure you know this. Now Biden made it 6'5". Scorpion's now at the top. Then you got Aquarius is at 5, which is Lincoln, FDR, Harrison, McKinley. Then you got Cancer, Capricorn, Leo, Libra, Pisces tied at 4. Then you got Gemini and Stra uh, Sagittarius 3. Aries and Virgo is 2, right? And then Gemini's, you got JFK, Bush Sr., and Trump, all the same. Interesting. Leo's, you got Obama, Clinton, same. Interesting. So, so I look at, at a lot of data and, and, you know, I mean, by the way, there's some crazy data that's been pulled up. I don't know, like the data, if you've done research on this yourself, cancers are the most dangerous. According to FBI data shows that cancers are the most frequently arrested of all signs and their crimes are often most more serious than others. Cancers, right? You got Tesla, Elon Musk, Tom Cruise, Robin Williams, George Michael. Leos are most likely to hit the gym the most twice as much as everybody else. Leos are also the worst drivers. They get 40% more speeding tickets than Libras, except 
this Libra. I guarantee you I got all Leo's beaten and speeding tickets. That's a promise right there, right? So I go into this, you know, the top athletes are frequently Aquarians. You know, Michael Jordan, you know, 21% of top best athletes in all sports, Aquarians. Number uh, second place is cancer, 12%. So again, I can go on serial killers are two signs, Pisces and Gemini. I pull up all this data and it tells you something. So how much of it is like, is there that much of if you are a sign and how you are, that's going to dictate how you're going to be. I mean, you know, no. now, the data can tell us a story. What are your thoughts about the data that links to different signs? Well, the data doesn't tell anything about dictation. It tells about how people either were able to use their sun sign energy for positive things or negative things. And the most serious negative things usually come out of experiences in the first 28 years of a person's life, usually in the first 14. And the reason for that is that in those first 14 years of your life, half of them is the development of the ego. And the other half is the ego trying to figure out how to feel about that. So there, there you are, you know, um, in those, in those, uh, in, in, your, in your, in your situation, you, you have, um, the reason you do this is you have uh, something in Virgo called Saturn. And it's in the house of what is valuable. And what to you is valuable is your analysis and your breakdown and you give some kind of structure as to what people are doing, what kind of work are they doing, how are they. You're interested in all kinds of data. That's what Virgo is like, very critically, uh, critical analysis. I mean, you go up and down on data alone. But the idea also with astrology is you have, you have to be careful with that because um, Take, for instance, the Gemini's, right? There was Kennedy, and then there's, you know, Trump, Trump whatever, mm -hmm. I forget his mm -hmm. name. I can't remember. Isn't he your favorite president? I thought he's your favorite president. A picture in the background of his. Uh... He was my favorite, favorite president. Uh, <laughs> Kennedy, uh, as a Gemini, ha uh, was not like Trump. Trump, uh, Gemini function is to confront conflict and resolve it. But a Gemini uh, like Trump will take uh, conflict and use it to separate and split people up to keep himself in power. That's how, that's how he works. That's how he gains power. He just turns people against each other. And that's everything he ever did. Whereas Kennedy did the opposite. He did the Gemini thing of bringing people together and overcoming conflict and trying to connect and communicate and understand, you know, first words out of his mouth inauguration, friends and foes alike, you know, talking to everybody. We're going to connect and we're going to be real and you can count on us. Now, you asked a little earlier, all these years that I've been here and you've only been here for 20 I saw, I've seen this country decline in very, very slow, serious way. For just the word organic food, what a mind blowing thing that is. I grew up and there was nothing but organic food. That's all, there was no chemical, there was no big ag, and we had a lot of local farmers 
and they didn't use pesticide because they didn't exist. So they used the farmer's almanacs, they used all kinds of things, but they did it organically and so forth. Little by little, um, through all kinds of ways of, you know, the agriculture department of the United States, the, the, the government itself and the school system, discovering that by the time it got to World War II, didn't have enough healthy kids to make soldiers out of. So there was this school lunch program that was put together and that made it necessary for, uh, have enough surplus to be able to give it to them. So you end up with uh, a lot of energy going into putting chemicals into the ground as a way of growing more food and on and on it goes. Until now, uh, you have to pay extra to not have food with chemicals in it. So that's only one example of the political thing. I mean, the political parties uh, um, in, in the formation of the country, they were never, there weren't any political parties when they formed this country in 1776. It never dawned on them. So that's why the electoral college is such a mess because they were thinking of all the states being you know, bound together loosely by an agreement to be part of the United States. And so they could have this vote and they could do that, but it was all about slavery in, in the United States at the time because slaves, uh, in the slave states, didn't have enough population, voting population, to be able to uh, win an election. They were all in the bigger cities and so forth. Well, the solution to that was the Electoral College where they said, okay, you guys um, are gonna get so many votes and we're gonna increase your population by taking every slave you have and counting it as three fifths of a person. You know, that, that, is the, that is where it all starts and comes from. And racism, uh, you know, the country, the United States, for instance, is a cancer, right? Now, cancer is all about race, but it means human race. It means human race because it's an astrological thing of God, if you will. And human beings have turned it into racism because uh, the, uh, what you said about cancers perfectly fits the United States, our behavior in this world. You know, we're, we're, we have this bring me your poor and you're drowned, downtrodden and so forth. And then you have a president like this who does that. So cancer can be very viciously awful, mean and terrible. And it can be also very kind, wonderful and nurturing. And it all depends upon what happens to that in the growing up stages. So a country has an ego just like a person. Makes sense. You know, some of the best leaders of my company are cancers. Like, I mean, I'm, and I'm not talking about one or two, a number of them are cancers. So yeah, so if you don't mind, I wouldn't mind, like if you just go and say, here's the fabric of an Aquarius, here's the fabric of a Pisces, because I watched that video you had with cut, and I watched it a few times because, you know, girl comes in and she smiles at you. Haha, you're like, oh, are you Pisces? Why? Fish, teeth, fish, you have it. So let me see your ear. And then you looked at the ear and you're like, your ears are pokey. You're going to be, you know, and, and oh, let me see this. Can you stand up? Let me see your hands. Turn your hands around. Okay. If you have some like this, are you, oh, you agree too much here. Let me change the sign. Give the sign back. This is you. If you were that, you wouldn't agree that. I mean, you know, the way you went back and forth. So it, it made it very technical. Like it didn't even make it the, uh, uh, easy to make an analysis. So would you mind taking a minute and just kind of going through each sign and what the, 
commonalities amongst those signs are. Well, uh, sure. Okay. Um, uh, if, you know, the makeup of, of a person is more than their sun sign, but the sun sign in some way has a, a, a physical um, kind of, of manifestation. Uh, now, take an Aries person, for instance. Um, psychologically, emotionally, you're going to find them very impulsive um, and um, pretty hot-tempered, uh, very easily, you know, ticked off in some kind of a way. And there, you'll, you'll when you look at them, almost everything about them is in their head. You know, I don't mean psychologically, but the shape of their head, the way that they talk is in their head. You know, they don't use their hands so much this way and that way. They use their head a lot. And, and, and their head uh, is what Aries rules. If you're looking at an astrology book and say, what part of the body does Aries rule? It rules the head. So you can tell an Aries, generally speaking, but it isn't always true that the, the, that they're going to look that way because of being Aries. Sometimes they're a Taurus, but they have an Aries rising. And what was rising on the Eastern horizon when they took their first breath, that also has an, an effect on their physical appearance. So uh, an Aries rising may um, be more apparent to you than, or to anyone than the, the, the fact that they're Taurus. But the Aries energy is, is pretty clear. They're impulsive. Um, they're kind of bullheaded. The way they handle problems is, oh, there's another brick wall to smash instead of going under, around her or anything. You know, they just go right at it. Uh, a Taurus, on the other hand, will look at that wall for a half an hour and then turn around and think about it, turn around and look at that wall for another half hour, and then decide, eh, I'll go around. A Taurus is energy that is based on the shoulders. You can find a Taurus as Taurus athletes have huge necks, There's a little head on a big neck. You know, the Taurus part of a person, that Taurus person, if uh, you're dealing with, uh, let's say, the female of the species, Tauruses are beautiful. They are fertile. They are just gorgeous, lovely people. And it works that way for men, too, from the perspective of their, 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 their sense of solidity. They're, they're built like a block, you know, the guys. The ladies are built like an hourglass, you know. They're just all very, very sexually attractive. Sounds like you've had some uh, interesting Tauruses in your life. I'm married to one. See, <laughs> <laughs> she's over there listening. <laughs> no, it's true. It's true. Um, Taurus ladies are, are very beautiful. They're very fertile. They're they're, they're very supportive. Um, and, and the thing about it is that you can't push them, but once they make up their mind, a, a Taurus person, you can see by, they're, they're the beginnings of Libra. And the reason I'll tell you that is this, 
The sign Libra is ruled by Venus. The sign Taurus is ruled by Venus. The Taurus guy or girl will say, I don't really care what people think of me. I'm going to do what I want to do the way I want to do it at the time I want to do it in the speed I want to do it. But I'm going to do it, so don't try and stop me. Libra, on the other hand, the Venus that rose there is like, well, I am a social creature and I have to sort of like not rock the boat. What my job is, is to get, be friendly and happy with everybody else because I'm a salesman and I've got all this stuff in Scorpio. So I want to be really, really nice to people so that I can do the Scorpio thing of using them to get myself advanced and I'll take them along too because that's part of the bargain. I'm a Libra. I have to be fair. So you care what people think about you. And on top of that, with a Leo rising, not only do you care about it, but you need it. You need people to like you. You really, really do. Because in, in your chart, after rising, after the rising sign of Leo, what comes up is Virgo. And Virgo gets a little self-doubt and says, am I good enough? If people like you, then you can say, yeah, I'm good enough. Not only that, but I'm better than good enough. Because you got, anyway, I could just go through your whole chart. If you were like going straight to it. Yeah, I know. Oh. How, how, so, so a Pisces, I think you went through Aries, Taurus, you went a little bit of Libra, you went into uh, well, Cancer, we spent some time on Cancer. Uh, what, what can you say about Aquarius? I say about Aquarius is um, they are, um, they're in a whole other universe. They're living in a, a kind of consciousness that says, I, I, I don't believe uh, everything in that little box you want me to live in. I want to live outside the box where uh, my job is to take everything that exists and make something else out of it. I want to live outside the box. I want to be part of something bigger than myself. I want to live on a, in a logical way. I don't really want to get hung up in a bunch of emotional morass about being angry about this or the other. I want to be um, simply logical, take care of business, take care of the group rather than myself as an individual. So Aquarius is a, is a, is a we kind of a person. Whereas a Leo is often a me kind of a person, right? Not that either one is right or wrong, this is the way they are. Take FDR, for instance. He is an Aquarius. And he was all about the us of it all. And that's why he brought in the whole concept of social security. Because he figured he had a responsibility for everybody to be able to at least have food on the table and money to buy it. Let's see what we got left. So if we got, uh, we covered, uh, 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 let's do Scorpio and Pisces. Scorpio. Well, if you're, uh, as an example, um, Scorpio uh, fundamentally, emotionally is an extremely private person. If uh, you get in a relationship with a Scorpio, you best be aware of the fact that they're not fully in it, no matter what it looks like. They protect themselves. They are about survival. 
And survival means it's their responsibility to be aware of what danger is involved and so forth. So a Scorpio will put uh, a mannequin into a relationship or a trial balloon or something like that. And eventually they'll get more and more into it when they get hungry enough because, you know, the balloon is being fed. The mannequin is being fed all this love and attention and the Scorpio is not getting it. So then they inch in a little bit closer and, and so forth. But they need relationships to grow because Scorpio follows Libra. Libra is about relationship, you know, your relationship to everyone and everything. And Scorpio is the result of that. So a Scorpio person is in the result area and they have to have relationship to get results. You know, that's really what your Scorpio energy is doing. It's trying to get results from your relationships so that it knows, oh, what is it in me that needs to be strengthened, right? And for, for, for all your life, it boils down to having something to believe in, believing in higher, uh, believing in God, for instance, uh, or whatever dimension of God consciousness you might want to adopt and put your, your, your own psyche into. Um, that, that's, that's what your uh, Scorpio energy is really trying to do. Very helpful, by the way, as you're going through it, you know, I, I went a little bit deeper to kind of look at some more data and different things came up. Like, I'd be curious to know if you have a sign that who are, is there a linkage between the happiest and the least happiest? Because like right here it says Capricorns have wandering eyes. They're always looking. Aries make up bulk of billionaires according to Forbes. So Forbes 400, the most billionaires are Aries. Interesting when you think about that. World leaders are often Scorpios. Hence, six of them is ours, right? A German astrologer named Franz Elsbeth Ebertin predicted Hitler's rise to power based on his astrological chart in 1924. I mean, that's just crazy to be able to say, you know, so Sagittarius are twice as likely to become famous. Research conducted by Cartoon Network. That's a pretty credible source <laughs> to conduct that research, right? You know, Democrats believe in astrology more than Republicans do, according to Chapman University, which I've been to Chapman University, right? Democrats believe in astrology more than Republicans. That's the university you went to. You went yeah. to Chapman, one of the best movie uh, schools in America. Schizophrenia uh, signs, Aquarius and Pisces. Both Teddy Roosevelt and Franklin Roosevelt believed heavily into astrology. Top moneymakers, according to Career Builder, Scorpio, Leo, Cancer, Taurus, Lowest earners, Aquarians, Capricorns, Pisces have the darkest thoughts studied by perceptual and motor skills. Gemini switch jobs often. Reagan hired an astrologer, a Republican president, hero to Republicans, hires an astrologer. Scorpions are considered the sexiest sign. I mean, you, you know, again, like I tell you, I'm a data guy, but when you think about it, um, do you have some things where you notice, you know, this sign's the most content, this sign's the happiest, this sign's the least happiest uh, on, on how they live. Is there anything that you've seen there? Well, you know, uh, the thing about statistics is that that's just exactly what they are. And that's all that they are. Um, there's no one sign that is designed to be the happiest. The propensity for happiness 
might be greater in one sign than another, but it doesn't mean that that sign will always be considered that way. But at the same time, all the statistics bring up that, yeah, these were all these, all these uh, Pisces, for instance, or were, were, you know, mentally deranged in some kind of a way, right? Well, um, that's because uh, the, the danger of spirituality, if you will, of a Pisces function, you know, Pisces is a sign that has no boundaries. They are one with the cosmos, their, their, their sun degree. They're, it's just like, uh, they're, they're all image, all imagination, uh, all higher dimensions of, of awareness, but the person might be afraid of that and be afraid of it and be scared and do things uh, because uh, they're being spooked by it. But then there's enlightenment where uh, the Pisces possibility for enlightenment is such that their oneness with the cosmos will leave them in, in a state of full awareness. And so they're, they're spiritually enlightened and they're beautiful, kind and wonderful people. They're very, very sensitive. But that very sensitivity is what will cause one to go down a very negative path and another to go on a positive path, the sensitivity level. There's no boundary. They, they, they can be almost anything. When, when I'm dealing with Pisces, it's sometimes hard to find them because they're, uh, they're so fluid. And the only place where there's structure that is providing they haven't lost all their teeth, I can tell the Pisces by their teeth. Because their teeth, <laughs> I call them fish teeth because uh, it's a Pisces who has teeth that look a certain way. I can't describe really how they really look, but when I see Pisces teeth, I, 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 I know them. I know that they're there. And by the way, I saw her teeth, what it looked like, and it does kind of, I know that teeth. I just don't know how to describe it either, and I've seen that teeth, you know, many times in my life. I'm, now I have to ask, the next time I ask, and I say, are you a Pisces? Why based on your teeth? Because that's stuck in my head now. So what, what sign have you noticed has been the toughest to read for you over the years? The toughest one to read? Yeah. Scorpio. Scorpio is the toughest to read. Yeah. Wow. Because, um, because no, no, um, they, they um, have a natural tendency to uh, hide. The animal that, um, you know, in astrology, there's all these animals that um, epitomize uh, what the sign is about. And scorpion has two animals. I mean, the scorpion has two animals, has a, has a scorpion and the eagle. Now, the, the scorpion operates this way. Um, it hides under a rock. And if anything comes close to it, it comes out and takes a sting of it and moves back. But it's always hidden. And you can't get too close. If you get too close to them, you don't know what stung you. You just jump, move, right? So they're hard to read in terms of whether or not um, they're going to uh, accept you as a non-threatening thing. Whereas the eagle, 
uh, flies high in the sky, sees the mouse down below, and comes down and just grabs that, and that's it. There's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. it just, just happens. So, the difference between the two is the the scorpion um, is the automatic stuff. You know, they automatically um, attack. So they try to hide because they don't want to attack because every time they do, they, they lose some of their energy. I'll give you a good example of how, how serious it is for the scorpion. It's the story of the scorpion and the frog. Now, you're going to like this story. You know, here's this lake, here's this frog, and here's this scorpion. Well, the scorpion comes up to the lake and realizes it's got a long way to go it's got, and doesn't want to go all the way around. And he says to the frog, hey, you know, you can swim, I can't. How about you give me a ride across the lake? The frog looks at the scorpion and says, you're out of your mind. You're a scorpion. You're going to kill me. And the scorpion says, come on. Uh, you know, look, I mean, you think I'm stupid? You'll be out there in the middle of the lake. I can't swim. I'm going to sting you. I'm going to drown. Come on, man. Use your head. Sure. Frog says, uh, well, okay. So they jump on there, jump on there. And the frog, you know, is looking up saying, hey, thanks a lot, Miss Scorpion. Hey, no problem. And all of a sudden, zap, sting. <laughs> the frog looks at the scorpion and says, what the hell is wrong with you? Now we're all going to die. Scorpion said, sorry, just couldn't help it. So you just have to be a certain way. And in order for them to be a certain way, they have to hide that they are the certain way. Scorpions. I just pulled up scorpions. Bill Gates, a scorpion. Ryan Gosling, Leonardo DiCaprio, Puff Daddy. You know, I don't know if there is any uh, uh, no. uh, correlation there uh, with scorpions, you know, and Geminis. You know, Geminis, some interesting people are Geminis. Biggie, Tupac, Angelina Jolie. Johnny Depp, John F. Kennedy, you know, obviously Trump. Uh, I think FDR was a uh, uh, Marilyn Monroe. You know, I mean, I can go on with Gemini's. Uh, uh, are Gemini's typically known for being very creative, like artists? Do they have a very big creative side to them? Well, I think what they're known for is argumentation. Uh, they love to take the opposite side of any, any conversation. <laughs> I have a daughter that's a Gemini, and, 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 and you're validating this. She's four years old. It's, it's a constant. Yeah, right. No matter what. Oh, no. Do this, do this, do that. But, 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 but they do it in, just in order to be able to exist. And they say, no, I mean, they want you to know what they think. So they'll go on and on. And once they start all oh, a chatterbox, the Gemini chatterbox, that four-year-old of yours, wait till C6, 7, 8, 9, and 10. Hold on, too many words, too many words. What do you want? Lollipop. You know, they're going to give you all the reasons in the world why they should have this thing, but they won't tell you what it is until at the end you get tired and say, okay, okay, all right, look, I got to go out. What, what do you want? Oh, yeah, lollipop or sandwich or a hug, a kiss or something like that. So Gemini's are, are, are like that. They, they, they really are communicative. They, they love reading. Uh, and their way of living is widespread rather than deep. 
They're very curious. You're, you're a four-year-old. Uh, don't leave anything you should not see or touch anywhere near her because she's going to pick it up, look at it, toss it around, and see what it can do. Very, very. It's so true. Ray, uh, uh, I mean, I can go on with you for a couple hours. I'd love to have dinner with somebody like you where we can just talk offline when once the craziness goes away. But any, any final thoughts or conclusions or notes, any final things that you have you want to share with us before we wrap up the interview? Well, I, I think it's really important for people to um, try to rise uh, above uh, the sociocultural conditioning of the first 28 years of their life, if you want, if you will. Because in the first 28 years of your life, you know, you're living uh, in a cultural cocoon in one fashion or another. Even though you change cultures here and there, you're still, you know, um, you, you get born and you crawl into this cocoon and uh, some sometime around 28, you, you have to say, wait a minute, I have to reconstruct myself. So for, for me, um, it's important for people to use astrology for, for, for what it's worth. Uh, it's a guide. It is not a directive. You know, I, I uh, see astrology now more from a position of being transpersonal. It's not so much about you succeeding or not succeeding. It's about being the best you that you can be. And for some people, that might mean remaining in poverty. Not mean that they shouldn't uh, try to get out of it and all that, but they need to learn how to work with it. You have to learn to work with what you're given, right? So um, I, I, I really think that uh, in the coming years, uh, as far as the planet is concerned, uh, people need to be more conscious of the fact that your environment is you. And as human beings, we need to be more conscious of how we interact with the planet. Because I think it was John Lilly of Eli Lilly and company who said back in the uh, 80s or so, humanity has become a virus destroying its host. And that has to change. So the only way I can see that changing is by becoming aware of the fact that we're having this kind of effect on the planet and begin to be able to figure out how to change ourselves within ourselves to be able to be better at our interaction with one another and therefore also with the environment itself because in the final analysis you know uh, the latest report i've read is we're headed toward the end of the century with a planet that may not be hospitable, let alone inhabitable. So we have opportunities to turn things around and that applies to each and every one of us in our own, in our own way. I know you, uh, Patrick, are doing what you can to help people uh, get to a position of having financial security so that if that's what they need in order to turn around and look at the planet and treat it better, all more power to them. Yeah, you know, I I, uh, I appreciate that from your perspective. It, I mean, uh, it sounded like you may be running for Senate or, or Congress or office here soon. Can you imagine we get uh, uh, 2024 astrologists running for, you know, office, 
My name is Ray Couture. I endorse this message and uh, I'm going to lead uh, the cancer of a nation, July 4th of July, 1776. Uh, uh, you know, it, it would be a very interesting campaign. If you ever decided to run, I'd love to interview. If you wanted to run, this will be the place we'd introduce it to the world. <laughs> I wouldn't be the first astrologer did that. We had George Washington and, and uh, Thomas Jefferson. George Washington and Thomas Jefferson were astrologists? Yeah, they were very deep into astrology. They were deep into all kinds of uh, philosophical uh, uh, reformation that was going on at the time. Um, and, and uh, you know, the, 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 the system of government was based upon astrological observations. The whole uh, use of the eagle as the animal was also because of the scorpionic nature that the eagle represents. And the fact that elections in this country are on the second uh, Tuesday, or the first Tuesday of November, means that it's a Scorpio time and it's time to eliminate the old and bring in the new. And so that's why there's, and the 20th of January as the inauguration day is the day that the sun goes out of Capricorn and Aquarius. Yeah. So it's a, a day wow. of mission. Yeah, it's all astrological. We should sit for a couple hours and we can go through all of that. Um, you, can, you, can, you, you know, yeah. Can you continue with that? What, what else in the way America was founded on has to do with Zodiac? Because that, that's a whole different thing that we didn't talk about at the beginning. Well, no, I thought probably you might do that. I didn't know you were going to do the statistic thing, but um, uh, yeah, there, there, there's the Congress. So, so, far, so far, you said the following. You said uh, first Tuesday, November 3rd, uh, Scorpio, okay, because it's the old and the new. You said January 20th, inauguration because Capricorn to Aquarius, right? Yeah. And then you said, uh, uh, what was the other one you said? You said another date um, that you gave. Uh, which which one was it? Did you give two of them only? Well, yeah, I only gave those two. Um, but uh, uh, the, the idea of the, the structure of the government, you know, uh, you have uh, two houses, you have the Senate and the House of Representatives, right? Uh, that was a compromise, uh, but it's Gemini. It's like taking the concept of Gemini, communication uh, between uh, the lower classes, the House of Representatives, and the upper class, the senators. And the reason for class differentiation there is because that was um, taking the House of Lords and the House of Commons in Britain and bringing them into uh, a new dimension with the House of Representatives and, and the Senate to signify the idea of communication between classes that would determine the form and shape of the government. And so the, the, the astrological idea uh, uh, behind the um, presidency of, of, of the country uh, is out of a uh, long time, long term, 30 year relationship that the um, colonists had with the Iroquois Indians. The Iroquois Indian um, group um, had a, a, a democratic setup. And so uh, Franklin, uh, I think it was, and Jefferson talked to them along with, with uh, Washington about how, how, how we should 
set up our government and constitution. And, our, and they said, well, um, you, you need to, to have um, your chief chosen by a council of elders. So that became, you know, the, the, the Congress. I mean, this is this is fascinating stuff. Like I said, we we need we need more time together. Dinner on me. Uh, somehow we figure out to make this happen. Uh, once this uh, craziness goes away, uh, I, I, we need more than an hour together here. I really enjoyed this. Ray, where can people find you if they want to find you? What's the best place for people to find you? Best place uh, you can go to Astrological Perspectives on on the internet. www. You know all of that. Yep, we'll put that link below. It's .net, not .com. .net. Okay. .com wasn't available. Uh, that's probably the easiest way. I also have an email, if you can. Sure. That would be astro, for astrology, astroray, at gmail. Easy. We're going to put both of those below for people to find you. If they have any questions, uh, brace for impact. You're about to get some emails. Uh, astroray at gmail.com. Ray. Thank you so much for your time. I really enjoyed it. Patrick, it's been my pleasure. I really enjoy hanging out with you like this. It's been great. Likewise. Take care. Bye-bye. So did he get you right? Meaning your sign, whatever your sign is, did he get you right? Pisces, Capricorn, Cancer, whatever it may be. And do you believe in zodiac signs? Stats say one-third of America believes in it. Do you? Uh, and uh, thoughts, comment below. Another interview I think you may enjoy as well as Ron White. Ron White has a system for remembering all presidents, remembering words, and his system is duplicatable where you can learn. If you've never watched my interview with Ron White, click over here to watch my interview with Ron White. Thanks for watching, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye.